Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something Fans and fam, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. I hope you all were able to catch last week's surprising double episode. Uh, yeah. We did have the pre-record go up, and then of course, uh, Justin and I were together, so we decided to do a special bonus episode live from North Dakota. Uh, so I hope you guys checked it out and liked it. If you haven't, be sure you do so. It was a fun little episode. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, if you didn't catch that episode, uh, or you know, if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, we actually were able to go do some investigations here in North Dakota. Uh, even more so than when we did that bonus episode. So we've got a bunch of evidence to go through. Uh, it was just public areas, so we don't have to worry about any type of uh, people signing for us to, to use it in our show or anything. But uh, hopefully by next week, we will have at least the first investigation uh, gone through, and then uh, we'll have that episode started. Uh, maybe we'll even just do an entire series just on those investigations just because it was just really interesting. Uh, Eric and I both had experiences at a couple of the locations. Um, my wife Shelly came with us on the last one and had kind of an experience. So maybe we'll even get her in on that episode. We'll see if she's <laughs> brave enough to get on air with us. But yeah, uh, a lot of great stuff. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting at least to share the experiences if we get enough, nothing else, but right. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we got something. I mean, you know, in terms of the experiences that we had, you would think that it's possible we should have caught something, but right. you know how it is with these investigations. Oh, uh, and so most this... of them weren't done at night and people believe that's kind of when spirits are strongest. Plus you can kind of see things differently in the dark, but right yeah true that true that um so this week we we are actually going to talk about a creature we kind of lightly talked about uh was it last week or the week prior i don't know um, was, it was on the episode that we released that same sunday or the same sunday, yeah, sunday. okay yeah uh and that is a a very little known cryptid which is at least at least little known to us because we didn't hear right. about it until recently. Yeah. Uh, and that is called the, the grunch, uh, a very interesting cryptid that is a lot like a chupacabra in many ways, though with slight variations and some really weird stories and how it's mm -hmm. creation came about. Uh, yeah. Now 
this is called the Grunch. It's also called the Grunch Road Monster. Uh, so it's named after Grunch Road, uh, which actually, believe it or not, doesn't actually exist anymore. Uh, there's a right. lot of speculation as to where Grunch Road is. Uh, it is in New Orleans or in the New Orleans area. Uh, we have some idea of where it might be, but really it's just all theory and speculation. However, this creature being much like a, a, uh, a chupacabra uh, has very similar size, uh, looks, and even attacks uh, with slight variations. And it is said that people are currently seeing it even to this day. Now, the Crunch monster itself goes back quite a bit, uh, being that it originally showed up on a gravel road, uh, or mo mostly shells and dirt road, uh, that was eventually paved over. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, based on the things that I found, the last sighting was actually in 2007. So recent, but not super recent. Uh, right. Now, why 2007? I can only imagine the number of reasons why. Uh, my guess is that people just eventually kind of stopped thinking about it and no longer saw it. COVID happened and people got stuck inside. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we <laughs> got to account for the I other know, it's a lot, a lot, well, Yeah, it's a lot longer past that. But... <laughs> COVID um, only so... began in New Orleans in 2007. It took this long <laughs> shut to catch up, up with there. the rest of the country <laughs> so something that i found fascinating about this uh i i had actually found an article eric i don't know if you found this article that it, it actually links to a group of people called the grunge people mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. um so this dates back to the this legend dates back to the 1800s uh, these people lived in the forest outside of New Orleans, east, just east of New Orleans. And uh, it was just a mixture of dwarves and albinos, people that were basically outcasts at that time. Um, they were forced to live in the woods because they were what people would say made by the devil uh, or abominations. And uh, the legend also says over time they inbred into something else entirely. Uh, people said that their offspring became inhuman in appearance being feared by any outsider that would come into contact with them. Uh, they had no interest in leaving their homes deep in the east New Orleans woods, but the as usual, people would soon come to them. A road soon came through their town. Now, the road, which is called Grunch Road, was supposed to be a road where teenagers could go hang out, you know, do what teenagers do, smoke, drink, make out, uh, but soon people started going missing. Uh, there were stories of attacks. They said the, the, what they saw was a deformed creature in the woods. Uh, they said the figures were of average height with solid white skin, eyes that were red, no nose and a mouth that was abnormally large. Uh, pretty soon more missing people would be found with their bodies completely drained of blood Livestock would also start being discovered with their blood completely drained, most notably goats. So that's kind of where the link to the chupacabra kind of comes in. Um, right. Now, if that wasn't terrifying enough, it is said that the people in this village sold their souls to the devil to summon a beast 
that would protect them from the outside world. This beast would go on to have its own urban legend called the Grunge Grunch Road Monster. Um, so it's interesting because it's not just a, a creature. It's linked to a set of people. Um, the attacks continued throughout time. Um, and as Eric said, eventually it just kind of dies off. But uh, Eric, why don't you give the description you came across and I'll, I'll add to it if I, I found something different. Well, I mean, the description it varies from one story to the next. Uh, but it's very s similar to what you had already said, which is that <clears throat> uh, that it's most commonly described as goat-like uh, and having either leathery, uh, leathery or scaly black gray skin uh, and sharp spines with long horns or quills running down its back, uh, which is very much like the Elchuka. Uh, El Chupacabra. Uh, now, it stands about three to four feet in height with glowing red or green eyes, uh, and they are said to be human-like with the ability to open doors, use tools, and show intelligence, uh, similar to how one may describe a monkey or other ape-like creature. Uh, others have even described it as actually having long fur, a tail, and even bat-like wings. Uh, so I think that's a little different from the Chupacabra, having the wings. Uh, don't believe chupacabras can fly. <laughs> well, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the description of the New Jersey Devil as well. Yeah, a, a little, a little bit, especially when you throw in those bat wings. Uh, one other thing to to mention is actually the sound that it makes. Now, it has been stated that it might have some sort of weird cry. Uh, it's also been known to scream and even to howl, much like a a wolf in a way, uh, which is again a little odd. Wolves don't live in New Orleans, uh, so that's something to consider if you hear a howling creature in the woods near what was Grunge Road. Right. So that yeah, that's pretty much what I had come across. You had mentioned that it seems like they can open doors and use tools, which is interesting. Right. You don't really yeah. find that in any of the the other cryptid lore that you find. Well, yeah, that's true. But the one thing that's interesting is when you look at the photographs, uh, or I should say the renderings of what this creature would look like, the fact that it says it's human-like in the description doesn't really match what most of the renderings are. Uh, if we're right. talking about a chupacabra-like creature, now, Chupacabra, as far as we know, based on the various statements that have been given, this is more of a bite or a uh, four-legged creature walking out four legs, uh, so relatively low to the ground, long. Whereas the Chupacabra has been, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the Grunch has been known more to be kind of bipedal, standing on its hind legs in numerous occasions, uh, but also being able to jump down on all fours as well. Now, one other thing is it's been described as having super sharp teeth, uh, anywhere between one and three uh, different teeth, that at least that it's what it's based, at least that's what people think when they look at the, uh, at the evidence that it leaves behind after killing livestock. Uh, the story is that the livestock that had been found 
uh, or the any animals that this creature has killed has only been found with one single hole in the throat, completely drained of blood. And sometimes all of its insides are missing, all of its organs. Yeah. So kind of, again, another reminding thing. Reminds me of uh, the supposed alien um, attacks on cattle. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Um, something else that I kind of thought of when I, I was reading this, and no real differentiate or you know re- reason why I thought of this, but um, I kind of thought of the melon heads uh, mm-hmm. from Ohio, Michigan, Connecticut area uh just because it seems this particular legend links it to a group of people and the the one thing that i i really you know caught on to was yeah it says that the legend is that they called this creature but what if these there are multiple creatures and this is still that deformity going on that still to this day, you know, these, these things, I should say people now things, uh, are are still procreating and and coming around because there's a differentiate differentiation between the eye color. Some say green, some say red, some say, uh, gray skin. Um, some say black, blackish gray or leathery. Um, and the depiction in this one picture shows it green. Right. Well, I mean, there are a couple of things to consider uh, when, when we're thinking about how it looks. One is that the majority of the time this creature is seen at night. Uh, and the photos that we do have of it are so horrible. Uh, I mean, yeah. there are Bigfoot photos significantly better than the Chupacabra. <laughs> these, uh, I can't want to call it Chupacabra, but these... Uh, grunge photos now in terms of its eyesight or its eye color uh, being either red or green could really be dependent on the type of lighting that it's in Uh, you know if you look at a dog for example uh, or any creature with blue eyes they typically reflect red when light is on it whereas a creature with brown eyes uh, will usually have more of a silvery color Uh, cats sometimes odd and they might reflect yellow silver uh, but it really depends on the eye color. I mean, I've, I've had a dogs and seen dogs with two different colored eyes, one blue, one brown, and they actually reflect two different colors at night, uh, one being red and the other more of a silver. So, you know, that's a possibility that people are seeing just an odd reflection of the eyes in certain lighting. It might be red if there's a certain angle of light or the type of light that's on it, it might appear more green. Uh, And it also, of course, though probably more rare, depends on the person's eyesight as well. Uh, We all see things slightly different. You know, a certain shade of purple may be a little different to someone else. Uh, Still purple, but slightly different shades. We just never really know. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's pretty much all the legend that I came across. Um, The the biggest thing it, it to me uh that this particular article talks about is um that people believe the grunge people are very real 
and they did not summon a monster. They just gradually became insane. Uh, they were murderous and cannibals, regardless of what you believe. If you see a goat that looks like it's in trouble while in the woods of East Moorlands, be sure to keep driving. Um, and maybe it's people trying to explain this particular behavior by by these these people that were banished so long ago, if they're even still alive. Um, then again, I mean, how many times have we made up spooky stories to keep people out of the woods? Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's always a possibility. Um, you know, it's legends are interesting, right? I mean, ghost stories are interesting and they vary from person to person and how they come about is always questionable. You know, we never really know the truth behind any of these ghost stories or any stories of legend or myth for that matter. Uh, and speaking of, so, so it's the same with the Grunch because you had already told us one story uh, about this albino and dwarf hybrid creature. There is one other story which may be a little less popular and yet still very fun and interesting so I would like to go ahead and share that one. And this is, of course, yeah. a story on how this creature had come to be as well. Now, this actually comes from Rugaroostudios.com. If you guys haven't checked them out, uh, you should. It's a pretty cool website. They have all kinds of info. It's plugging them, but we don't get anything for that. It's just a, a website I've come across over the years several times, and I enjoy reading some of their stories. Um, <clears throat> but... There is a story, an old voodoo story, that tells of the time that Marie Laveau, Laveau? It's Laveau. Marie Laveau, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marie Laveau castrated the devil, a devil baby. They say the devil baby. I don't know if that's legit, you know. <laughs> I mean, so castrated a devil baby when he was born to stop him from producing. Now, oh, Fair warning, folks, before I continue, it does get a little weird here and a little gross. So if you have young ones, you probably don't want them, you know. Just we'll just say. mark this explicit. <laughs> okay. So it tells the story of Marie Laveau, who castrated the, a devil baby when he was born to stop him from producing. Now, the bloody testicles dropped from her hands and turned into a male and a female grunch upon falling on the floor. Once fully formed, they attacked the great voodoo queen. The grunch lashed out with fierce bites, scratching and punching, nearly killing the voodoo queen, causing unspeakable terror as she struggled under their great strength before she fainted. Now, when Marie Laveau awoke, the grunch and the devil baby were gone. Near death after the attack, Many have said that this is when Marie Laveau gave up her voodoo ways and went back to being a good Catholic woman. Now, if you believe in that kind of supernatural stuff, and this, I mean, let's face it, it's kind of a pretty wacky story, which is, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. There you have it. You know, two stories of how this grunge came to be. Well, and that would still fit the 1800s uh, timeline because Marie Laveau, the original Marie Laveau, uh, was alive from 1801 to 1881. So, 
Right. So, you know, and who's to say that this isn't, who knows, maybe it, it's to some extent very, you know, a part of the story. Um, right. How much of it? Of course, we don't know. We don't have those kinds of details, unfortunately. Right. Well, and that that is an interesting story because I I, I do believe we talked talked about Marie Laveau several times on this show. Um, so, it, and unfortunately, I had never heard of Marie Laveau ever going back to being a Christian woman. Did you? Right. Nope. I've never seen that or heard it. So. Again, you know, this is where myths and legends are formed. <laughs> and this really <laughs> takes a cake in that because, you know, with most myths and legends, uh, there's so much folktale involved in the stories. Uh, you know, even if there's a sliver of truth in there, it's just completely smashed down by all the things that aren't truth. Uh, so, you know, in something like this, I can't imagine that, you know, this, this story is by any means true except for maybe that marie laveau did at some point see this grunge herself uh now with that said if this story did have any weight to it we would have to be looking at this creature as something other than just cryptid because it would most likely be a spiritual natured cryptid as well uh being that the devil is in most accounts spiritual uh and the fact that you know, these creatures just kind of were born and then immediately, it seems, to have grown, there might be some sense of supernatural elements behind it as opposed to just being a typical cryptid, which is a normal creature that is not very well known or understood. Uh, so that is one thing to consider. And there is always the misidentification. Factor. There is. I mean... You know, maybe she cut the balls off of the devil boy and it formed a dog that bit her. Well, I meant the creature itself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much all the information I have, unless there was something else you came across. Uh, not really. Again, this particular creature is just very, like, unknown. It's not well-known. It's not a well-established right. cryptid, uh, like some of the others that we've covered, which is the main reason we wanted to cover this. Now, one thing I do want to tell you guys is some of the ideas or at least theories as to where this grunge creature might be living, uh, or at least the road in which it might be on. Because uh, I did mention that at the beginning of the episode. Now, <clears throat> it is said that, or at least believed, that while many of the grunge stories are prevalent in all areas of surrounding New Orleans, uh, it's rumored that the real grunge, the, sorry, that the real grunge road is located either in, forgive me if I butcher, butcher these, because I actually haven't heard of these particular cities, <laughs> uh, despite being in New Orleans twice, uh, let's see. The real Grunge Road may be located in Chalmette, uh, Metairie, or I think it's Gently, most likely Gently. Uh, I'm assuming. Uh, now, the real quote unquote Grunge Road is made of shells and dirt, but have since been paved 
and many believe it became Gannon Road of the Little Woods neighborhood right off of Lake Pottertrain? Pottertrain. Lake Pottertrain. It is Pottertrain. I've heard it in a song, and I always forget how they pronounce it. Uh, it was actually in a in a old computer game that I loved about oh, no kidding. Uh, a uh, monster hunter um, in New Orleans and Lake okay. Pontchartrain is is one of the main areas. Yeah, it that's actually the game that got me interested in voodoo and New Orleans. Um, and then he actually kind of travels to Germany because that's where his family's from. Really interesting. If you ever have a chance, check out Gabriel Knight folks if you love old school computer games anyways right. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're good uh, <laughs> one thing to continue on with this a little bit is that there are some people who say that uh the crunch road is a dead end of sand and shells leading into a, a swampy area in fern light and uh darkness just off of hayne boulevard now yep. most of the grunge road happen or most encounters with grunge road or the Grunt Road creature, monster, uh, happened by accident, and sightings do still occur today. And that's one thing that I think is very common amongst cryptids, is that all the sightings tend to happen by accident. Uh, you know, it's weird that you have all these, quote-unquote, Bigfoot hunters who are out there actively looking for Bigfoot, but it's Joe Schmo walking <laughs> 700 right. feet the opposite direction, just minding their business, who sees them. Usually hunters. Yeah, that's just kind of how it works. Well, and you, that's where it really begs to question, and I hate doing this every time, but that really begs the question of, do these creatures have some type of camouflage ability? Are they able to go in between realities? And that's why we, you know, we catch them off guard, and then the next thing we know, they're gone, or, you know, they appear and disappear, that kind of a thing. Right. Well, you know, I know it sucks that we constantly have to bring that up. We're constantly asking those questions. But unfortunately, those are the type of questions we need to be asking and reminding ourselves, uh, you know, can these creatures be more than just physical entities? Can they be more supernatural uh, or paranormal or whatever, you know, extraterrestrial even? It's possible. You know, I mean, we've we've talked a couple of weeks ago that there's supposedly – based on some study, at least 36 different alien species. Uh, who's to say that this trunk road Correct. monster right. uh, isn't right. one of them? Right. Or some type of maybe pet right. of these aliens. Right, um, absolutely. Something that I had said to you before we started the episode, and it, I, I know this legend goes back supposedly to the 1800s, but the similarity in the one depiction of the Grunch to the Grinch, like a very feral Grinch, is very interesting to me. Um, It's green. It's got um, kind of hands and feet, sort of, but it shows it's on all fours. But it's just fascinating that the the depiction is a little bit different. And it kind of makes you wonder as far as the depiction is concerned, because in most of the tales, it's blackish gray skin, not green skin. I, I get what you, you were saying about the lighting and all that, but maybe people's 
you know, like you you've said multiple times, telephone, and eventually right. people catch Grinch. Reminds them of grunge, just the names are similar, and they start adding different parts to it. Right. So. But uh, I think that's pretty much it, unless you had something else. No, that's all I came across. Um, you know, I, I think the main thing here is that it is very similar to a chupacabra and very well could be the exact same thing, just two different places uh, and therefore two different names much like the bigfoot and the yeti and the sasquatch right well the the one thing that i wanted to add before we go to break is uh several of the things that i saw stated it seemed like it was a um kind of a, a mixture or a hybrid of the lizard like chupacabra and the canine like chupacabra that people have claimed to have seen. So maybe this creature is some type of hybrid creature. It could be. I mean, we don't really know how these creatures uh, reproduce, you know, obviously, and right. clearly it's not by much because they would be much more common than what, you know, squirrels or dare I say, Justin knows of this is an inside joke, rabbits. Um, <laughs> Because it's, it's uh, you know, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're so scarce that we don't see them often, or maybe they just live very long lives uh, and happen to be one of a kind. That could be true, too. All right, folks, uh, you are going to hear Eric's random fact of the day, a quick commercial, and then we will be right back with Paratruth Radio. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. We all know that animal hybrids exist. Consider the liger, or even the wolf dog. However, did you know that there's such thing as grizzly polar bear hybrids? According to WWF.org.uk, as recently as 2006, genetic testing confirmed the existence of polar bear-grizzly bear hybrids, also known as growler bears or pizzly bears. The hybrid physically resembles an intermediate between the two species. But as wild hybrids are usually birthed from polar bear mothers, they are raised and behave like polar bears. The ability for polar bears and grizzly bears to interbreed is unsurprising, of course, when you consider that polar bears evolved from brown bears as recently as 150,000 years ago. This was Eric's random fact of the day. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. 
Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. I'm Justin. And you are listening to the Grunch Road Monster episode. Uh, Grunch Road Monster, interesting creature, very similar to the Chupacabra, uh, with a little bit of the Jersey Devil mixed in. Maybe those are the two that, you know, heard a thing. I don't know. (laughs) So when it comes down to it, you know, reading through the different legends, what's your final kind of thought on what this creature is or or where it came from? Uh, I mean, if it's a legitimate creature, something that actually exists, uh, not saying that there are other creatures in the cryptid genome, or species or whatever you want to call them um, that exist. But I think it might might just very well be a chupacabra that happened to cross the line and came on over to New Orleans. Uh, That's that, you know, I mean, very, very similar uh, stats between the two, right? Very, very, very similar appearance according to eyewitnesses. So I don't know, it's hard to say that they're two different creatures. Right. I think if there are two types of chupacabra, I I truly think that there's a possibility that this is maybe a hybrid type thing, and that's why there's the differentiation in um, description. Uh, Not saying I believe in chupacabra at all. I haven't done enough research uh, in the field research to say yes, there is such a thing. Um, But just because, and in every case that I've come across, I don't think any any description of the chupacabra sh- shares wings. And I think you had brought that up earlier. Right, right. So, um, and maybe it's a type of evolution of the chupacabra. Who knows? But it could be. Interesting creature to say the least especially the legends um the the grunge people of east new orleans and i don't know if this is the on the article that i read um from uh not another horror podcast.com 
Uh, I you guys obviously get credit for this. I there's a depiction of something. I don't know if it's supposed to represent the grunge people or not, but it, very disturbing picture to say the least. Uh, I mean, the the links, of course, will be in the show notes. Make sure you check them out. Uh, check out not another horror podcast because I it looks really good. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to listen, but check them out because they they did write a very awesome article about the grunge the, the grunge. I keep wanting to say grunge, the grunge people of East New Orleans and the Grunge Road Monster. Um, but yeah, overall, I if if big if there's a chupacabra, uh, could be the chupacabra just people seeing it differently, possibly a hybrid. I'm not sure. But um, trying to think if there was anything else we had to announce or anything. Um, um not really. Uh, I think we kind of covered it at the beginning of the episode. Uh, you know, again, we did do some paranormal investigation, so we have some ghost stuff coming along. Uh, for a few episodes, that'll be a lot of fun. We know how you guys love go- talking about ghosts and hearing about ghosts and all that stuff. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, and then other than that, you know, it it's crazy to think about this already. Uh, as we are at the end of June here, just about. Um, but by the time we get through, what, probably like two, maybe three episodes in a series we're going to be creeping our way towards that dark months. <laughs> that special we'll time of the uh, year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I've never been a fan of those jerks who like to put Christmas out in August and be like, let's do this. Let's celebrate the Christmas season now. <laughs> it's annoying. But Halloween is right around the corner. So, you know, we're going to have some cool stuff going for you guys there. Uh, We do have some video stuff we're going to put up for you guys as well on Facebook. Uh, So you guys better look out for that. That's going to be in pertaining to the investigations. Uh, Now, I do have a documentary that I'm going to be working on. Shot some footage, Justin and I did. That is going to be separate, and I do plan on releasing that stuff in October as I plan on having a several episode miniseries uh to release in october probably throughout those four weeks uh, but we do have some fun stuff to share with you guys so make sure you tune into that and make sure you pay attention if you haven't make sure you subscribe or like uh our facebook page so you can get all the updates as we post them and definitely subscribe to youtube because we like putting our shows up there and occasionally we even do live videos well, and make sure that you subscribe to the Paratruth YouTube because that's where these will kind of be posted. New Lantern has been more so for the actual network. Um, but, right. I mean, they'll be shared over to the New Lantern page just because I have them kind of linked together. Um, something that was brought up, I had posted in the Paratruth Radio group, uh, Facebook group, that we had done some investigations. And I'm going to call somebody out who commented on it. So... Uh, if, if you're listening, please don't hate that I called you out. It's just I wanted to bring this up with Eric. Uh, so Stefan von Pappendorp uh, had commented on the 
post that I put in there that says it's been a really long time since I've been a paranormal investigation on a paranormal investigation and even longer since I've been on a paranormal investigation with Eric. We are so excited to bring whatever evidence we find to you. And Stefan says, grow a pair and go to Skinwalker Ranch or Hawia Bachao Forest. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Stefan. Um, so I can hide behind you guys because I want to go too. <laughs> I I did read that earlier uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this of this particular episode. I did read that earlier in the day. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. And grow a pair. It's here. I'm ready to go. It's the money. That's kind of the issue at the moment. Uh, well, of that's course, what I work. said, I just, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just took five days off to go visit Justin in North Dakota. And, yeah, you know. Hopefully soon. I do want to go to Skid uh, Walker Ranch for sure. Uh, if you guys haven't, actually, there is a series on Travel Channel, I believe. It might be Discovery, but I'm pretty sure it's Travel Channel uh, called Skid Walker Ranch. And there might be more to it, to the to the title. I don't really remember. But they're actually doing an investigation on Skid Walker Ranch. Not just an investigation. They're doing a number of things. But the uh the the paranormal is very much involved in it so it's really cool i watched uh, an entire one episode that's a lie i watched like 30 minutes of one episode but they're only 45 <laughs> minutes long technically because cable programming is yeah. really an hour there's 15 minutes of commercials in there so yeah i'd be all for doing an, an investigation there for sure well you said for cost split it between the group which I mean, if we got a group together, of course, uh, that would oh, yeah. definitely help. But uh, he said people get guaranteed radiation sickness in Hoya. Awesome. 100% demon or UFO sightings for every visitor. Um, I, I personally don't want to get radiation sickness on an investigation. So I, I would probably pack my radiation suit in order to go there. But... Uh... Yeah, I mean, unless it's gonna give me like Godzilla powers, you know, I don't think <laughs> it's that big a that important to get there and get that sickness. But I have heard that UFO sightings and whatnot are pretty common there, uh, which is really cool. Whether or not it's really UFO sightings, though, I mean, radiation sickness does affect the mind a little bit, so you know, could be mental. Maybe we're not, you know, what you think you're seeing isn't real, but there is video footage and photographs so you know maybe the cameras got sick too i don't know well but there has also been the connection between radiation sickness and ufo uh not sightings but uh crashes or uh uh where ufos have had activity like close to the ground mm -hmm. um where uranium uh detection has been located so maybe it's not so much demonic in nature but the leftovers of a ufo landing or possibly just hovering too that's very possible the the only thing is because there hasn't been a lot of discussion on that actually and the question would be whether or not uh radiation would stick around for a significant amount of time after right. a ufo happened to land uh, now right. this place has been pretty rough in terms of radiation for years which means if it were a ufo landing it would have to land at least every single day one time or night in order to keep that radiation consistent 
Well, he said UFO sightings for every visitor 100%. So <laughs> if it's hey. happening every time somebody comes to visit. Right. I mean, and for all we know, it's only one visitor per year or two years. So right. I <laughs> that's <mean>. true too. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. Um, if you know more about the Grunch monster or the Grunch Road monster, we would love to hear from you. Um, I don't know if we have too many New Orleans listeners, but uh, if you've had an encounter or you know you've heard stories, we would love to hear from you. Leave you know, your comments in the show notes. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, definitely give us a, a shout out and let us know if you've seen something or heard something. Um, definitely look forward to the investigation episodes coming up very soon. I think that uh, if, like I said earlier, if nothing else, it'll give us some content for the experiences we had, but I do hope that we had some type of evidence to present to you guys as well because one of the things that started us into the paranormal and paranormal podcasting is uh wanting to do investigations right so uh make sure you're checking out all of the shows on new lantern media which is paranormal heart uh paratruth radio beyond reason uh the truth fox and uh let's talk about it so make sure you tune into all those. Uh, stay tuned for all the things coming to Paratruth Radio. You will find all news on Paratruth on all of our social medias. Uh, we will try to make sure we're posting stuff on New Lantern Media's website as well. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So until next week, folks, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. Remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that helped shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 